everybody. Welcome to our radio show. Glad you tuned into our program today. We're excited about visiting with you about my favorite subjects, real estate and real estate for investors. And a lot of times it's not just talking about the house or the home or the neighborhood. It's about talking what's going on in the neighborhood, what's going on in northern Nevada. Many people that are moving to northern Nevada, coming in from the outside areas, they're, they're loving the scenery and, and all the beautiful sights. But they're having a challenge, many of them, and it's finding a job. How do you support yourself if you want to come to northern Nevada? Because you're going to have to pay a higher price to live in northern Nevada in all likelihood than where you've been. Prices are going up dramatically, and there's only one reason for that. People love to live in northern Nevada. We're going to find out what people are doing to make it make, make, it make sense for them and make it work. If you're maybe looking uh, for a new job or you've got to recover from losing a job, that makes it even worse. Our guests today are from the Department of Employment Training and Rehabilitation Services here in the state. We're also going to be joined by one of my favorite small businessmen. His name is Jack Whiteley. He's with CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. Later on the show, the Wealth Protection Diva is going to be here, Sherry Hill from Sage International. She's got some great insights for us on running and growing a business. That and more after this. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. You're tuned into 1180 AM right here in Northern Nevada. We're on one of the Lotus Broadcast stations and we're pleased to be with you it's our 13th year of weekly radio shows with me in the studio today jack whiteley is joining us jack welcome to our show hello peter nice to be back it's nice to be back too with you we were talking about all sorts of pets the last time you and i were together i was talking about coyotes wolves and dogs you're big into pets jack i know let's tell people about the bear the bear is a um like the mascot of the business it's a half chow half newfoundland it's a beautiful dog. Do you get to write him off as a guard dog expense also, Jack? Because and he's a big therapy boy. And <laughs> all of the above. Yeah. People love their pets. Oh, they absolutely Absolutely do. love their pets. And, you know, what's kind of funny is I know that uh, the pet owners I know, it seems like they take even better care of their carpets than guys like me, a single guy maybe that doesn't, you know, doesn't care about tracking mud or dirt into the house. But you got a pet, you're always after them, making sure they're nice and tidy. Is that true or is that just my perception? Absolutely. You always, especially if you have a small dog, dachshund yeah. or smaller, Yeah. you're always looking for spots. Mm-hmm. So I got green carpet because <laughs> <laughs> I had a dachshund. But no, it is, they're more aware. They vacuum more, which will make the carpet last so much longer. You know, taking care of it. Vacuuming is the main thing. I mean, you don't have to get them cleaned all the time, but yeah, eighty yeah. percent of the stuff in the carpet's vacuumable. Yeah, you do great work. You've been at our home many times. We're going to talk about some of the different specialties that you have, and also talk more about Bear's friends and the campaign we've got going for him later on the show. Glad you're with us today. Thank you, Peter. We also have two guests with us from the Nevada Department of Employment Training and Rehabilitation Services. We have Shelley Henderson with us. Welcome to our show, Shelley. Hello. Thank you for having us. How are you doing today? Great. You drove over from Carson City, right? Yes, we did. And it's a beautiful day in Carson City. You know, it's really a beautiful <laughs> day. Carson City and Reno are so close now, even though they're still, what, 20-some-odd miles apart. But the the 580 just makes it a right, nice and comfortable, safe trip, right. isn't it? 
Right, yes. And our studio's right here by the interstate, so it's almost like having one foot in Carson and one foot in Reno when you're this close. We're going to be talking about some good things going on at Department of Employment Training and Rehabilitation, specifically rehabilitation. You're in charge of that division, right? Yes, that's correct. So We're the R in Dieter. Okay. <coughs> Otherwise, you would just, you wouldn't have Dieter, right? <laughs> Dieter has been around a long time. I've known a lot of people that work in Dieter here at the Nevada office in, Car in Reno, but is Carson City where the main office is? No, actually we have a main office in Reno and mm. then we also have a main office down in Las Vegas and oh, okay. we're in about 13 offices statewide. Mm -hmm. We are co-located in all the Job Connect offices mm -hmm. and also within the one-stop system. There's a one-stop in Southern Nevada and there's actually a grand opening for the One Stop Center this Friday, which is at the Reno Town Mall. Oh, very nice. Well, we're going to have to be there. Are refreshments going to be provided? Very likely. Very likely, yes. Okay. <laughs> I always ask that question no matter where I'm going. And yes, people look at me like, are you really interested in going just for the reception, just for the refreshments? Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. But it, uh, we're going to find out more about Dieter because you have an associate with you, Michelle Merrill. Welcome to our show, Michelle. Good morning, thanks for having us. So tell us about your work at Nevada Vocational Rehabilitation. Our work is the best work. We help uh, Nevadans who have disabilities when their disability is getting in their way of ability to get or keep a job. Mm -hmm. When we think about people that have disabilities, I think many of us, like myself, we probably think of veterans, right, with are uh, been disabled from their military service. Uh, is that a good part of the work that you do? That is certainly a part of it, although the Veterans Administration serves them as well. Um, I think even bigger than that, though, is there's a, a wealth of people out there who don't have that affiliation, yet they still have a disability either acquired in life or born with it mm -hmm. that is preventing them from uh, employment and living the life that they want. So mm -hmm. that's why it's so important that we're here. It's always nice to hear about people that have disabilities, physical disabilities specifically, because that's what you could see that are limited in their mobility, but yet can provide um, uh, good productive work and produce for society, right? They can be part of society and feel good about what they do. Uh, so many times, people that are handicapped, they, they take that literally and they don't let themselves or they won't let others who have limitations do what they need to do. But having had many people in my life that have physical disabilities, uh, example, my uh, older sister when I was a little boy, she was six years older than I was. When I remember her as a sister, already she had polio. She was always in a wheelchair her whole life. And it was very sad and there were a lot of limitations in the 60s for people that had physical disabilities. But regardless, she found ways and we found ways to help her be productive. And it made her feel so good, made us feel good. Isn't that really what it's about, ladies? Is It's about people helping them feel productive? Yeah, we would absolutely agree with you. People want to be self-sufficient and they take pride in mm -hmm. their work and they take pride in being independent. Yeah. And we can provide services uh, particularly attuned to a person and their particular disability to remove those barriers so they can be self-sufficient and become employed. Mm -hmm. We are talking with two ladies from Department of Employment Training and Rehabilitation here in Nevada. Her name is Shelly Henderson. She's the Administrator of the Rehabilitation Division. Also with us is Michelle Merrill and she is in the Rehabilitation Division also. She's the Bureau Chief Vocational Rehabilitation. Very nice. Thanks. And that is in Carson City where your offices are, but as we mentioned, we're all, through, all throughout the state. What are some of the smaller rural communities that you, you interact with or do you interact with all of the smaller rural communities? 
communities? So we are co-located in offices in Elko and Winnemucca, Fallon, Ely. We're in Carson City. And then we've got three locations within Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, we've got our main office in Reno. Mm -hmm. Sparks. Sorry, Sparks. And Sparks, right. yeah. And Sparks, mm -hmm. yes. In addition, we do itinerant services to Pahrump. Mm -hmm. um, we have an office out in Henderson. So we Good really statewide try to, coverage. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Very nice. So what are the typical kinds of clients that you might talk to us about? Or is there a typical type of client? So we're able to provide services for any type of disability, um, from physical to intellectual or developmental, mm -hmm. mental health, substance abuse, learning disabilities, the entire gamut. All right, let's talk about some that have been in my family. So my little brother uh, passed away, God bless his soul, about 10 years ago, but he passed away in his late 40s. He was mentally retarded. He was uh, Down syndrome, call him what you want, right? Uh, but he had the mentality of a five-year-old uh, really throughout his whole life. Do you work with, with children that are from families with Down syndrome, mentally retarded? Absolutely we do. Okay. Um, I think that uh, your brother, if he was a, a younger person in today's world, would probably find that the world did expect that there was a job out there for him, yeah. and our services are actually tailored for that. We work with... Um, we partner deeply with the school districts across the state so mm -hmm. that we can push in providing pre-employment transition services to students with disabilities at a mm -hmm. younger age. Mm -hmm. So they're making those uh, vocationally motivated decisions uh, younger so that they will set themselves up for employment. Mm -hmm. All of our counselors are trained to work with, with all disabilities, frankly. Mm -hmm. um, we've got a specialized program here in Washoe County in Northern Nevada that is just for students with disabilities, and most of them, in fact, are like your brother with an intellectual disability. Mm -hmm. I was so proud of him because toward the end of his life, he's from Colorado where I'm, I'm, I'm a native from, some of the service organizations there had found ways to get some of those young people employed. He Absolutely. was packing uh, fishing lures uh, when he passed away. That was what his job was to pack these fishing lures for some company. And it was very repetitive work, uh, but yet somehow they'd gotten to do that. And I was just so proud of him because he was a productive member of society. And I think maybe that may be the challenge for a lot of people. Jack Whiteley, you're with us from CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. When it comes to physical work sometimes, I mean, it's repetition, it's repetitive. And is that an issue with some of the employers that are out and about that, you know, they have challenges with things that are repetitive? Yes. And it just your ceiling, like in my business, you can top out pretty fast unless you open your own business. Right, because so you're doing, so you're doing the, it's, it's just more uh, production kind of routine things, right? Yeah. I think with today's society, you know, the digital world, we have a tough time doing those oh, routine things, right? They don't Our want to do that. attention span, right? They don't want to touch it. Yeah. I mean, it's just different. It is I mean, different. my kids had no choice, so they touched it, but. Exactly. Yeah. The edgy, it's just different. We're helping pe people back to work. We're helping people live a, a better lifestyle when they are aware of some of the great services that are here for current residents and new residents in northern Nevada. Today we're talking about the Nevada Department of Employment Training and Rehabilitation with Shelley Henderson and Michelle Merrill. Also with us, Jack Whiteley from CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. Joining us soon, Sherry Hill from Sage International. We'll be back with more after this. Extraction Jackson. Here's what people are saying about CJ's recommended carpet care. 
Michelle Holbert. I have used Jack several times and he's fantastic. He's cleaned my own carpets, several of my rental properties. I've been very happy. My tenants have really been surprised at how nice the carpets look after he's completed them. Tile, grout, carpet, upholstery? Call 829-1551 or visit cjscarpetcare.com. Extraction Jackson. He's the best. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla. Thanks for tuning in to our radio show today. We're helping people when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. You need to know what you're up against. In northern Nevada, the prices have gone up dramatically if you compare what to today's prices to what they were just a few years back. I remember it very well. It was January of 2012 when we hit the current modern-day low for the median home prices in northern Nevada. You know what that price was? $150,000 for a three-bedroom, two-path, two-car garage here in northern Nevada. Wow. Isn't that nice? Of course, you have to go back in time just a yeah. little bit. January of 2012. Fast forward six years, guess where we are now? We're right at about $400,000. Is that amazing? Wow. I mean, it is so hard to believe. Uh, you know, if you haven't bought a home or sold a home in the last five or ten years, you don't really notice that. But think about the people that are moving here or the people that want to maybe upsize or downsize. The challenge is not only the price, it's the competition for homes. Even if you want to downsize, let's say, from a five-bedroom home that's, let's say, worth maybe $600,000, and you want to get uh, just a regular $300,000 home, they're not out there. You want a regular-sized home, you're competing with people spending four hundred dollars to $450,000. So you'll move into maybe a much smaller home, a less desirable neighborhood, and what will you be your net? Might only be a hundred thousand at the most after taxes, maybe even less after all expenses. So you need a great realtor to help you make the decisions when it comes time to buy or sell. I recommend that you talk with Dan Ryder. Dan is the realtor and broker owner at Nevada Home Connections. He'll give you a great tour of all of the different neighborhoods if you need them. And if you don't, doesn't matter. He knows them all. He's a native of northern Nevada and can really help you find the right neighborhood at the right price. Buying or selling, it doesn't matter. Dan Ryder is the person I recommend. You can reach him at 775-742-3376 or visit him at nvhomeconnections.com. With me in the studio, I have three guests, and we are talking about a variety of things in northern Nevada. Not only home prices and values, but also about jobs and how you get a job if you are in need or know somebody in need of physical rehabilitation. With me, Shelly Hendren. Shelly is the administrator at Nevada Department of Employment Training and Rehabilitation. Also, Michelle Merrill is with us, and she's the Bureau Chief of Vocational and Rehabilitation, the division branch in Carson City. Ladies, I hope you're enjoying being on the show today. Very much enjoying being on your show. All good with you too, Shelley? Absolutely. When Thank you're an you so administrator, much. I'm sure you're looking at everything from that administration area. How are we doing? I am always so pleased to get the word out whenever I get the opportunity, and so I thank you so much for that. Mm. There are folks out there in need of our services that aren't even aware of the services that we're able to provide, mm -hmm. as well as on the flip side, businesses in the community that don't perhaps know that we have a skilled workforce that we're preparing specifically for them that can go to work for them. Hmm. All right. That's very good uh, because we deal with a lot of businesses and, and let's face it, we need active and, and strong businesses in our community if we're going to enjoy living here. What kind of businesses could take advantage of the services that you provide? Who could be some of the ultimate beneficiaries of having more employment? So 
we can work with any business. We provide free services. We can do recruitment and retention. We can come and do some training on disability-related issues. Um, we can help them with, if they want specific employees with specific skill sets, we can help prepare those individuals for work. Mm -hmm. A company that we work with in particular, we work with many, but we have a work readiness program with Starbucks at their Carson Valley Roasting Plant in mm -hmm. Minden, Nevada. And we um, select individuals meeting whatever skills they're looking for, and they do a half-day kind of classroom instruction on work readiness. Mm -hmm. Um, like critical thinking and conflict resolution and, and company climate, that, those kinds of topics. And then the other half of the day, they're in the, the warehouse, a distribution center, learning various tasks on the job, and we're paying them a salary while they're learning the job on mm -hmm. the job. Mm -hmm. And at the end of six weeks, they have a certificate and some actual experience, and then if Starbucks has open positions, they hire a good majority of those individuals. Oh, very nice, very nice. So the, uh, the requirements to use your services, are there any basic requirements that, that the clients have to have? What does that look like? Certainly. Um, our services are intended for anybody who has a barrier to employment. So uh, you just have to be 16 or older, preferably, because mm -hmm. we do work with students who are transitioning from that high school setting to the next part of their life. Mm -hmm. um, and there is no upper age limit, which I think is really magnificent because mm -hmm. you tell me when you're too old to work. Um, and we work with individuals all the time who are coming back after a late onset something. Um, was on the phone with a gentleman this morning who just moved to the area, 63 years old, and uh, his disability has kind of taken away what he used to do. So we're working mm -hmm. with him to get some training and get back into the workforce. I think people naturally like to work. I mean, people like to contribute, right, something Absolutely. to the world, no matter what the age is. I see a lot of seniors working here and there doing things, and I can tell they're not doing it because they're, they're needing the money or they have to, you know, meet an obligation. They want to be able to feel like they're, they're giving something back to the world, and that, that must give you a great sense of satisfaction that you're helping people achieve that goal. Well, I think it certainly work gives us meaning. You know, everybody feels good about what they do if you're cleaning carpets or running a radio program, but I think it's bigger than that. I mean, it's how we contribute back to our society and, and feel valuable, and it's, it's tied up in our self-worth. I think it's very important, and I think we have to have that expectation for our young people as well. I'm looking at your website here, and uh, you have a lot of information there just in case any of our listeners uh, need to tune out before we finish out our program. I want to make sure that we give them all of your contact information. The website I'm at is nvdetr, nvdetr.org. It's that simple, isn't it? Yes. And if anybody has any questions uh, about you know, them, their situation specifically, they can call in. And how easy is, is it to talk to a real person when you contact Dieter? It's very easy. Um, we have, as Shelley described, our main offices north and south, as mm -hmm. well as our you know, 13 offices statewide. Any of those, um, and they're all listed on our website, yep. you can call there. in um, and a real person will answer the phone, answer your questions. We offer orientations. Um, as well as on our website, we have a video that, that explains our program services as well. Mm -hmm. And we'll get you in to see a counselor and do a one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. um, in northern Nevada, the Reno office is 775-823-8100. Very good. We've got all that there on your website. And when we post our podcast to the radio show, Ian will make sure he puts some details about our broadcast today, including that website. So glad you're with us today. 
Shelly? Could I add that we are also on social media and we also have a website specifically for businesses oh, that talk about our business services. Mm-hmm. And so that's vrnevada.org. And um, someone can search VR Nevada to reach any of our social media channels as well. VRNevada.org. Yes. Okay. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn. And I believe we just launched an Instagram. Well, you guys are all over the place. We are. And covering all of those states. I'm now at the VRNevada.org site. That looks very impressive. It's really geared toward the needs and interests of business and business owners. Um, from their perspective, it talks about the tax incentives for hiring a person with a disability. It talks about our on-the-job training programs. And there's a wealth of stories of individuals who have been hired and the benefit they brought to those businesses. I like one of the headlines that I'm reading here. It says, VR Nevada makes it easy to recruit and retain employees with disabilities. That retaining part, I think, is critical for employees with or without disabilities. I, I, it's kind of hard to retain employees with all the technology opportunities and construction opportunities in northern Nevada. Jack, you're talking with business owners yourself. I bet that is something that you hear about, the challenge of retaining employees. I would say right now is probably the hardest time for almost every business owner I know mm-hmm. to keep people. Yeah. And if you lose them, it's really hard to replace them. It is. It absolutely is. And uh, the the you know what with minimum wages going up all the time and the cost to keep employees going up all the time, it's a challenge. And yet there may well be a lot of potential employees out there that are looking for work, right? And they just need to be given an opportunity. So I'm going to encourage people to visit VR Nevada if you have a business, a small business, or you're going to grow your business. Think about bringing on employees with disabilities because uh, if you're looking for employees and talented employees, VR Nevada Nevada can certainly help. The two ladies I have with me in the studio can give you additional information. Uh, We're glad to be the conduit of this great information for our communities. It's growing and we need great employees. And, and you know, something about people that have disabilities that I know who are in business, they seem so grateful to interact with others. Uh, They really want to get out to work, right? The people with disabilities that that go through your training, go through your process, and then ultimately get a great job. I can see why they would be retained because very likely people will like them so much, right? Because they are there and they're, they're there when we need them. If you need employees, give them a call. On Nevada Real Estate Radio, we are always looking to help people if they're looking to buy or sell homes. And one of the disabilities that they have when they're looking to buy homes is the price in northern Nevada. I encourage people to look at some of the rural areas. I love Fernley, Nevada, because Fernley is so close to Reno. I mean, it's almost a a hop, skip, and a jump. And instead of a median home price of about $400,000, that median home price is $252,000. And a lot of people say, well, if you move to Fernley, there's nothing to do there. Not so much true anymore. Seems like I see more things there. Big stores, restaurants, more and more businesses, car dealerships come into the area. It's right on the Interstate 80 corridor, so it's got real good business traffic already, and it may be a great place to look for a home if you're having challenges. Now, if you're looking for employment in that area and you have a disability, could be even more challenging, but that doesn't mean that you can't get the services because Reno and Sparks are so close. So again, you're all throughout the state, right, Heather? You're Yes. I'm sorry. Yes, all throughout the state, from yes. north to south, and um, other benefits that Dieter has besides the rehabilitation services. Would you give us a little primer on that? 
So our partners, the Employment Security Division, is in all of the Job Connect offices statewide, which are now affiliate one-stop sites, mm -hmm. and they can do job matching, job referrals, they can pay for on-the-job equipment, uh, OJT, a number of services for anyone in the workforce that's employment-seeking. Very nice. We're going to talk more with Dieter, Nevada Department of Employment Training and Rehabilitation. Sherry Hill is going to be joining us, too, after this break. Jack Whiteley, it's been great to have you on our radio show today. Thanks for having me. You take care of those clients, and I'm looking forward to hearing more about Bear and Bear's Pets. In fact, before we sign off, you've got a you've got Bear's Buddies, right? Bear's Camping. Buddies. Tell me about Bear's Buddies real fast. It's my client's animals. Uh -huh. um, we put them online. We put them on Facebook. It's kind of just something fun to, to keep us kind of a family. It's social, you know, and, Very and, social. And, and a lot of the reason that people have pets is for social reasons. People love pets, and and uh, now I'm finding out that pets have their own friends, too, what we bears buddies. That's Very right. interesting concept, new. yes. If you've got a favorite pet and you want to introduce them to a great buddy, I love Bear, too. Jack, come back on the show and talk to us about that real soon. We'll look for your information because I know you're posted on social media as well. That's where we're probably going to see some more of his buddies. Absolutely. Look for CJ's recommended carpet care on Facebook, social media. And Jack, look forward to talking with you again soon. Thanks, Peter. All right, we'll be back. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning in to our show today. I want to make sure that you're getting your home ready for winter. And one of the things that I recommend that you do is put on solar screens from SunTech Solar Screens. These screens are fantastic. Now, I originally bought these to keep my home cool in the summer because SunTech Solar Screens block 90% of the heat coming onto your glass windows. What does that do? It keeps the heat from coming into your home. So yes, very comfortable in summer, but I love these because they actually keep my home warmer in the winter. These things are amazing. I think they're from the future. SunTech Solar Screens, you've got to check them out. Visit solarscreensofreno.com and tell them Peter sent you. With me in the studio today, more lovely guests like I always have every week. We have two ladies from the Department of Employment, Training, and Rehabilitation. Michelle Merrill is with us. Also, Shelly Hendren is with us today. And now joining us on the show, the Wealth Protection Diva, Sherry Hill from Sage International. Welcome to join us, Sherry. Thank you. Glad I could pop in. <laughs> so we've been talking about all the good things that Dieter provides. So Shelly Hendren, you are the administrator for the Rehabilitation Division. Let our listeners know again, in case they're just tuning in, what the Rehabilitation does. Well, thank you very much. So as I said, we are the R and Dieter. So we partner in preparing a workforce that meets the needs of Nevada's employers. Mm -hmm. Our specialty is to work with people with disabilities that mm -hmm. may have a barrier to employment as presented by their particular disability. And so we can provide this whole gamut of services to remove those barriers so that they can obtain employment or sometimes to maintain their employment. Mm -hmm. Michelle Merrill is with us too. Michelle, tell us about what you do at the Rehabilitation Division. 
I'm the bureau chief, but I think more importantly, I want to tell you about some of the services that we provide. All right. I think um, most importantly, we do assessments. A lot of people come to us, and they don't—they know that there's a limitation. They've experienced it, they've lived with it, but they don't—they don't have a name for it, or they don't know what to do about it. So we do a lot of assessments. That might be medical assessments. It might be diagnostic. It might be uh, assessments to determine if you would be a good candidate for college mm-hmm. on higher trainings. Um, so we do assessments. We do a lot of uh, job training. So we pay for a lot of colleges and, and voc tech schools uh, to help people prepare for the economy they are in, the, the labor market they live in. And um, we also do um, a lot of job placement services, that which it takes to help a person get a job. So finding, as Shelley said, an on-the-job training with an employer like your last guest, Jack, you know, making sure that we can help pay for those wages so that they can afford that time to learn on mm-hmm. the job. Um, things like that, are, I think, are really important and really distinguish us. Sherry Hill from Sage International is with us in this segment of the show. And Sherry, you help people not only, in some cases, start their business, launch their business, but maybe more importantly, grow their business, right? Stay in business, be successful. Employers are challenged, I know, looking for employees all the time, especially in a hot uh, economy, hot market, hot tech market like we are here. Um, What do you think about the rehabilitation part, that part of looking for employers, employees rather, to grow your business? Is that something that you talk to people about already? I do, and I think a lot of people don't understand that you have this fantastic service that you guys offer. And sometimes, you know, we call those dislocated workers or people that may have gotten injured on the job, but particularly are still employable, want to work, and provide, you know, sometimes cashing those checks in their head, right? Maybe if they can't do physical anymore, more the mental side. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we see the demand. A lot of conversations I have with my existing clients or people here in our Northern Nevada community are in high demand for employees. And so in working with Nevada Works and Join and Voc Rehab and all the people out there, I feel like it's all kind of coming together where if we have these great conversations, we can start to produce some of these fantastic employees. And then we don't have to go outside of our community. Let's employ the people that are here. Yeah, let's help people that are already here. You know, Jack Whiteley from CJ's Recommended Carpet Care was just with us. And we were talking, Sherry, about employee retention and that's one of the challenges that everybody's having right now because people are always looking around well, what I was reading on the Dieter website was that in many cases people with disabilities that they were given an opportunity to go to work their retention levels are, are better absolutely because they're contra- excited yeah, yeah they're I mean, excited to get to work and be valued and sure and it seems like so many people are looking for um, let's call it high-tech kind of employment. Um, That's what the hot buzzwords are going out in Northern Nevada. But we still need regular tech, analog, low-tech, if you will, service industries, uh, repetitive kinds of work. And, you know, as much as I might not think I would make a great uh, employee for any one of those categories, uh, there are a lot of people that would never want to do the work I do because they're not interested in doing the kind of work I do. So it seems like there's a job for everybody that's out there. You just have to find the way to make that connection. Isn't that really what it feels like sometimes? I think so, and I think that the the magic comes in in <coughs> finding the aptitude of the individual, <coughs> mm-hmm. you know, playing to their strengths and then matching them with an employer that mm-hmm. really needs that. Do you think that uh, many people that are looking for work are looking for work that that isn't uh, – isn't up to their intellectual level, isn't up to their ability? Are, 
are people accepting work that is, let's say, beneath them, you know, where they really should be doing better work? Is that an issue? This is uh, Shelley. Yeah, I would say absolutely it is because I know within our Job Connect system, the focus right now is the underemployed. Because yeah. we have such a low unemployment rate right mm -hmm. now, that is the focus of individuals that are <coughs> underemployed. Mm -hmm. Sherry Hill, you're helping people keep getting overemployed, right? I mean, <laughs> that's really what we want is we want to see businesses grow and prosper. I wonder, you know, you and I were talking not long ago about um, I'm not sure exactly how you phrased it. I look at it as somewhat of the cannibalization of an industry where you get so many of one type of business coming into town. They, they start to kind of try to gobble them up. What do you call I, that? I call that economic dilution, which exactly. is the phase that we're in right now because if I'm someone that's coming out of college or high school and looking at what are the job opportunities, what are we building? Another tire center, three more hotels, and those are all minimum low wage, mm -hmm. yet do I know any different? So, mm -hmm. you know, part of it is um, through the state, you know, how, how are you guys reaching these young people or these underemployed people? Because we just don't know that you exist and this is the function. And then what kind of training? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It seems like everybody in the workforce right now uh, needs to have almost continual training, education, and things turn, are changing so fast. I mean, you pick the industry and it's changing, and there's probably a digital component to the reason that it's changing. Uh, let me ask the ladies from Dieter, uh, computer, computer knowledge and computer skills. I would think that would be something that, um, that the disabilities, uh, that the rehabilitation department of Dieter would be focused on as well. Uh, or is it, it is mechanical? Tell me, what, what is going on there? It's everything. Um, because frankly, we don't look at the, we look at the labor market certainly in every community, but we also look greatly at the needs of the individual. What makes that person tick? And mm -hmm. so you want to make a match of those things. But we absolutely understand that employers out there are needing more skilled labor. They're needing skilled in, in the, uh, the warehousing, the, the mm -hmm. merchandising in the, computer-related fields, you know, mm -hmm. there's a wide variety of things that our community needs because we don't want to do just the minimum wage jobs. I call it gray collar. So blue collar typically was work with my hands, white collar is all intellectual. Gray collar, if you're an auto mechanic, I mean, you need to understand how to run computers. And so that's that whole middle section that you know, where the training and people get more excited about going to work because they have bigger opportunity to work on those skill sets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're working with, that's, as Shelley said, you know, the example being Starbucks, you know, we're working very hard with business to get the people trained on the job so that they are getting those valuable skills that are transferable to other businesses that, that need that same skill set. But I think that we depend heavily upon our, our system of higher ed to make sure that there are training programs available that we can put our, our clients in. Well, one of the biggest things that I see, because my world is entrepreneurship, there's really not a lot of focus on entrepreneurship. And so we're always trying to train people to become employees, and I want to train people to become employers. Nah. So, <laughs> right? And well, there's never any funding from the state. Uh, any funding that we did get through the Small Business Development Center gets re put somewhere else and so I, I'm always frustrated because I just don't think there's enough emphasis, especially in the rurals 
where you know you, you've got to have service providers and people that maybe have a creative brain to go, hey, I can do mm -hmm. something with this. Mm -hmm. So I am frustrated. Well, you know, I would, I would, <laughs> I would have to almost bet, Sherry, that most entrepreneurs at some point in their life had a job. They worked for other people. Well, a short time. A short time. <laughs> they didn't. Maybe they didn't like it. Very short time. And maybe it didn't work out, but. You know, you have to have a basis of comparison so many times to re realize whether you're happy or not, right? Does I have to think of what I had, what I have now? But entrepreneurs, I think, become entrepreneurs because they don't want to be an employee. They don't want to be at that level. They'd better be at a different level. But I contend that before you can be an entrepreneur, you better learn to be a pretty good employee. Otherwise, how do you know what you're going to be looking for? And so I would think the more people we can get to work, be they needing, in need of rehabilitation or not, the more likely, Sherry, they're going to be talking to you about, hey, maybe I should go into my own business. What do you think about on this end of it here? Well, I, I absolutely agree, and I think that we have to think younger services to students, making sure that students are thinking about their their jobs in the future, their vocational future. You know, everybody has their iffy first job, you know, and nobody starts out as an entrepreneur. So I think that it's really important the work that we're doing with young people with disabilities to make sure that they are having those pre-vocational experiences pushed into their school settings so <coughs> that they understand how to advocate for themselves. They speak up for their own needs, make sure an employer understands who they are and what they need, uh, making sure they understand about post-secondary education and opportunities for on-the-job training or college training, things like that, so they can make these educated choices for their futures. And maybe they do end up someday being an entrepreneur because, you know, that has been enlightened for them. But, you know, everybody starts someplace. Right. Well, you know, this is a real estate show. So a great way to start is becoming a real estate investor, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's a job, uh, your own job, and a great way to uh, help a community uh, because we all need housing now, too. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Oh, nice. <laughs> and that's great information for our two guests, Michelle Merrill, who is the Bureau Chief, and Shelley Hendren, the Administrator at the Rehabilitation Division of Dieter. That's a good, pretty good idea, isn't it, Shelley? Get a job, get successful, make some money, make a little investment, become a real estate investor. That is a great business, Sherry. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for that information. We have more on Nevada Real Estate Radio. After this, SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Fall is my favorite time of the year. I'm out and about meeting people all the time. I get to interact more. It seems like with people in the cooler months because there's more nighttime. In a sense, I'm spending less time in the garden and more time socializing. I want you to know that it was about a year ago at this time of the year, I met a lovely woman at a great event. Her name is Karen Gedney. If I come to find out, she's a doctor. Dr. G, I call her. Let me tell you a little bit about Dr. G. She was in prison for 30 years. Well, do I want to associate with those kind of people? I said it myself, but no, actually I did. She was the prison doctor for 30 years at an all-men's prison. And she has written an incredible book. You want to know some really interesting people in northern Nevada, fantastic people to know? I would encourage you to, to discover Dr. G. And you can do that a couple of ways. You can get her book, 30 Years Behind Bars. It's available on Amazon. Or visit her website, discoverdrg.com. You will be amazed. With me in the studio, other amazing things. 
Sherry Hill is with us from Sage International. Glad you're with us today, Thank Sherry. You. Thank you. You enjoying the fall weather? I am. Absolutely. Very good. We just uh, have a, such a good time here in northern Nevada. It's a real estate show. We talk about homes and houses, but, you know, if you're moving to an area like this, you really need to know what's going on and what are the benefits of living here. You know, the beauty of the mountains is one thing, but the people in northern Nevada, Sherry, I find them to be fantastic. You know, I'm a transient sort myself. I move from town to town. I've been here for almost 20 years. So can't seem to get away. Kind of funny, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. So... so Tell us one of the things you love about living in northern Nevada. I like that there's a lot that goes on here, and we're so close to, I mean, you can be in the city, and literally within 30 minutes, you can be in all by yourself. <laughs> and so I love the location, whether you want to go to the Bay Area, or you want to go out to the desert, <laughs> or you want to go into the mountains, it's that close. And so no one should feel they're in an asphalt jungle when you live in northern Nevada, because just like that, you're in a new space. Maybe that's why. Yeah, that's one of the reasons. Michelle Merrill is with us, too, and she's with Nevada Vocational Rehabilitation. Michelle, tell me, what do you like about living in northern Nevada? The four seasons. I like that we have leaves that change, and Mm -hmm. I like that you get a little snow, not too much, Mm -hmm. and that you get a true summer, but it's not going to kill you. So you get a good variety here. Yeah. All right. Let's ask... The administrator from Dieter, Shelley Hendren. Shelley, what do you like about Northern Nevada? What's good about it? I, I'm so glad you asked me that. My favorite thing is that I get to see wild horses almost every day. Oh, yeah. Where in the world can you see that? It's like, it's really like a show. I also live near an area where there's wild horses, and I got to tell you, that's like the most fantastic thing, too. Yeah. I, I just, they're so beautiful, is what they are. Mm-hmm. They are absolutely beautiful. I saw Pintos. Two pintos out there huh. win the wild horses, and I just re- immediately thought of Bonanza and Little Joe. <laughs> <laughs> little Joe. Look at Hoss. Where's he? <clears throat> but it really is. It really is a very cool, cool place. I also like the hiking that is in the same areas, right? It's real easy to get some great hiking trails. We have a lot of very cool hills and mountains. I grew up on the plains of uh, the United States. And it was flat forever, everywhere you went, so there wasn't much, yeah, much to see. Yeah, you could watch your dog run away for three days. I mean, it's just <laughs> He's like, right over wow. there. <laughs> <laughs> but I absolutely love it in northern Nevada. It's beautiful. And I think this year I might even do a little bit of skiing and enjoy some of the snow that's well, already at the top of the mountain. Uh, you've seen me ski. Yes. You know, so there's a reason why. But I want to talk a little bit more about all the things that go, are going on in, in Reno specifically because it seems like this is where the hub of the construction is going on right now. Midtown, whoo, they've got that thing teared up. I, I don't know what they're going to put there when it's all said and done, but I know it's going to be better than it is now because a lot of people are avoiding Midtown. Sherry, have you been down in that area recently? Just of late because I'm mm-hmm. teaching a class at the Chamber. Yeah. So we're right on the edge of Midtown, so uh-huh. it's easy still to get to. But, yeah, it is uh, a construction zone. And, again, in my world of frustration, you just had Midtown building up all these businesses generating a lot of customers and attention mm-hmm. and so what does the city do they rip up the street and they send all those customers away i don't know who's in planning <laughs> makes well, no sense well, i encourage you to get more involved with our city government i must I, maybe i will have i think to. so i, I think, don't know i think maybe on the next go around you should uh, you should uh, put your name into the hat absolutely no. do no. Of course, you don't live in the city. You're just At least I can say it. this yeah. if I'm not in it, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's true. But so the point being that, you know, Midtown is still alive and well, and we as 
a community need to support them now more than ever, especially during the holidays, to get down there if you want to see those businesses uh, stay. And if you want to go to my favorite restaurant in Midtown, it is called Chewy's. Fantastic. I think I'll go down there today. Maybe have one of those. Oh, one of those. So what is, what is Chili it? Chiliriano. Uh, Chiliriano. Oh, the Chiliriano. Like never, ever, ever else. Check out Chewy's in Midtown. Also, the Park Lane Mall is coming together. That area, they're continuing to do construction there as well. That's going to be a real big development when it's all said and done, Sherry. It's kind of looking like the timing is going to be about the same time the Midtown is done. Right. Mixed really, use. Mm-hmm. Really going to put some, some good development there. Was in Carson City last week. Went to the Ormsby House. Uh, and not the big hotel, but it was like another meeting area there that one of our other clients had. They have a little division there. That was a pretty cool trip. Carson City is a very cool town. Our two guests from Dieter are in Carson City right now. Carson City specifically has a little different vibe, a little bit of energy. And I don't think it's just the political action. What is it about Carson? Let me ask you, Shelly. You know, you're down there. What's going on? What is it about Carson City that makes that community so cool? Well, so being a transplant also from other areas, I just love how warm and friendly everyone is. In, in northern Nevada in particular, but in Carson, it's just the right size where you can know all your neighbors. So mm-hmm. that's the part of Carson City that I love about it. Mm-hmm. And Michelle's a longtime native, so she, she might have a different kind of perspective. But Well, I think what I love about Carson is that there's, yeah, you have some of your big, spot, big box and mm-hmm. chain, but there's a lot of independent business, kind of what you were saying, Sherry, about Midtown. And I think that Carson City, the community, has really embraced that, and they they want to keep that. So it's not that they don't invite bigger business, but I think they're really supportive of small business. And I, I think that's what makes some place special. So it's not like one town bleeds into the next. It has a personality and a, and a sense of itself. One of the big concerns was, you know, when the freeway finally popped through, which is fantastic, that, you know, a lot of those small small businesses would be affected by that. Have you guys seen that? Or I would think no, because people who want to go to Carson are going to go to Carson anyway. And if anything, I think things, if you just look by, if you can measure progress by uh, the bustle that you see, I mean, they, they widened the sidewalks when they finished the freeway bypass. And uh, so now we have more foot traffic. There's wine walks and there's ghost walks Mm -hmm. and there's a lot more reason for people to be out the farmer's markets and things. So I see a lot more pedestrian traffic and a lot more uh, small businesses opening and some of the derelict buildings are now coming back to life. So um, all I can tell you is what I see and it looks good. Yeah, Carson has character. It does. It really, you know, it's got the old with the new, but yeah, it, it is a great vibe it's down charming. there, and it's charming and friendly, and so yes, I, I do try and go down there and, and support some of the businesses down there as well. So mm-hmm. I was at a Carson City Chamber of Commerce event last week. They had an event at a new restaurant downtown called The Gather. Not sure if you've seen that mm-hmm. there, but it was very cool, and that's what I love about Carson are the restaurants that are on Carson Street, and it it really takes you, you feel like you're in a distant land. At least that's how I feel when I'm there. It's so friendly, and the food is really incredible, and you can really get some good stuff. Some of the best food I've had, some of the best sushi I've had also is in Carson City. Mm -hmm. And I especially like the museum, because it's the old U.S. Mint, Carson City Mint. 
and uh, not having a lot of coins in my pocket when I was a little boy, I always wanted to be a coin collector, you know. And if you're a coin collector, you have any interest in, in the history of, of silver and of coins, the Carson City Mint is a great place to visit. Plus, you learn so much more about our great state, and uh, you read about all the great characters that have lived in our state and written in our state about our state. One of my favorite, of course, is Samuel Clemens. You guys know who Samuel Clemens is, right? Mark Twain. Mark Twain, yes. Some of his best books he's written, he rewrote uh, some of his best stories that he wrote. Uh, were either because he was thinking of or he was living in the Virginia City area, traveling in the Carson City area, dealing with Comstock issues, the Wild West issues. Fascinating. It's so nice to be there. I actually feel like I'm a little, little part of history when I am in Carson City, and I'm encouraging anybody who hasn't spent any time there to visit and enjoy Carson City, Nevada. It's just part of living in northern Nevada, and one of the many reasons that people are moving here We've got so many cool things going on in Northern Nevada. I have no doubt that more and more people are going to continue to come. So if you want to buy a home, if you're living here already and you don't own a home, please think about doing what you need to do to get your business, personal business in order, get your credit in order, do whichever you need to do. But now is the time to really focus on improving your housing situation because it is a challenge and not everybody's going to get to where they want. You've got to focus. You've got to think about it. Sherry Hill, you're a very positive information person. You think about positive things all the time, and that's probably why so many positive things come in your direction. Give us some positive insight about becoming a homeowner in northern Nevada. Well, you have to look outside of Reno. So, you know, Carson is close. I love Minden Gardnerville, and we're, like I said, within 30 minutes in any direction, you can be in another city. So yeah. don't get upset if you can't find that home or rental in Reno or Sparks. Look outside the area and become part of a community. And that's one of the things that Carson does offer is mm. it's a community. It's smaller population, a lot going on. Uh, Fernley, maybe, maybe not. But <laughs> Um, yeah, there's lots favorites. of choice. We all have our favorites. <laughs> yeah. But the yeah. key is to do something to get started. And this is this is a message we're giving not only to people who do we want to become homeowners, their own primary, primary residence, but for investors. Investors have lots of opportunities right now. In oh, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of my real estate investor clients are not investing anymore in Reno or Sparks. They are going out. I mean, I have said Lovelock, right, for a long time, and there's yeah. a lot of activity there because Lovelock finally <laughs> stepped up and said, you know what, we can be a bedroom community for the Tahoe-Reno Industrial Center. So if Silver Springs is in your future or Yearington or Fallon, I mean, these are some great places. So don't get hung up in Reno. And don't forget in about... In fact, go, go east. <laughs> Don't forget about Wabuska. There's all I, sorts of I know. Why doesn't Ely put a package <laughs> together and say, come live here. We'll help you move here, right? <laughs> Thanks, Sherry. And you've got the Sherry Hill Show coming up next. Looking forward to hearing you there. Thank you. I'd like to thank my guests from Dieter for joining us today. Shelly Hendren, thanks for coming today. Hope you had a good time. I did. Thank you so much. I love the work you were doing, Shelly, and we always run out of time before we run out of great things to talk about. Hope you come back to visit with us. Thank you. Also with us today, Michelle Merrill. Michelle is the Bureau Chief of Vocational Rehabilitation. Thanks for coming to see us today and visiting and talking to us a little bit about Carson City. Enjoy thank that. you so much. Yeah. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in as well. My name is Peter. If you have questions for us, send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com, and we'll talk with you again next week. Goodbye, everybody.
Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.